This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. I'm Arlene Bunnan in for Alex Pearson. What a day politically it is. We're going to keep our discussion up about Maxime Bernier taking over Twitter. The whole country's talking about it today. He stands up. He's not in Halifax. He's in Ottawa. What is he doing there? He quits the party. He calls it morally corrupt. He has a lot of problems with some policy, and we know which one. I still cannot understand how a party that is supposed to defend free markets supports a small cartel that artificially increases the price of milk, chicken, and eggs for millions of Canadian consumers. More importantly, supply management has become one of the main stumbling blocks to an agreement with the United States on NAFTA. Here we go. We know Maxime Bernier has felt that way, and he's written about it, and it's been big part of the discussion. Conservatives and liberals on the same page, just one of the many policy differences with Maxime Bernier. But right now we're going to get the latest on how this unfolded politically and how it could impact the parties in the next election. And we have the perfect guest, David Aiken, who is the Global News Chief Political Correspondent. David, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be with you, Arlene. Busy day in Canadian politics. Oh, my goodness. You bet. Hitting like a scud missile. We knew that Maxime Bernier was messing things up. He was doing it on Twitter and now starting his own party. What exactly are his plans? Well, his plans are, at this point, still a little vague. He's not a conservative. He's not a member of the Conservative Party of Canada anymore. Uh, that's for sure. And he, he quit today. Uh, had a lot of nasty things to say on his way out about Andrew Scheer, the leader, about the party, which he called intellectually and morally corrupt. That's his words. We can come back on that. Mm -hmm. But uh, for now, he looks around to see, is there a political party that he might want to take over? There is something called the Libertarian Party of Canada out there. And I think they asked him, uh, you know, might have been a little while ago, do you want to take over a party? He said no at the time. Um, uh, So we'll see. He might join forces in Alberta with a guy named Derek Filderbrand. Arlene, I'm sure you might have talked mm-hmm. to Derek over the years. Yeah. Derek was in Jason Kenney's sort of uh, United Conservative Party, but got kicked out of that party and has set up his own uh, Conservative Freedom Party. And Filderbrand and Bernier are very much in line on a lot of issues. And Filderbrand's been tweeting a lot of support over the last few days for Bernier. Maybe, maybe Max talks to Derek about, why don't we take your Freedom Conservative Party national. So who knows? But Bernier is going to look to continue to advance his politics. He is still going to be a member of parliament for the Quebec riding of Beauce, albeit an independent one, and somehow, if he can, get uh, things together for the 2019 election. Conservatives, like the current federal conservatives, the general reaction here is, obviously, they are upset at Max. Everybody, from Stephen Harper to John Baird to Jason Kenney, were had some reaction, uh, calling Max basically selfish. It's all about him. 
Mm -hmm. It hurts the conservatives in this way that Andrew Scheer was a long shot to beat Justin Trudeau next year in any event. And for him to have a chance, conservatives literally needed every single vote, all hands on deck. And if Bernier diverts just 2% of that vote, that, that, that could be fatal. I don't think it's that bad, personally. And why, uh, we'll why not? Well, I'll tell you this. In the last quarter, the conservative fundraising machine, under, with you know, Andrew Scheer at the helm, set an all-time record for quarter, hauling mm-hmm. in millions of dollars from the grassroots. Now, if the grassroots was really grumbling about Scheer, and looking around for some sort of alternative, led perhaps by Maxine Bernier, I'm not so sure you would see such a fundraising machine and such a response from the grassroots. The Conservative Party supporters, yes, there's a, there's a bunch that are you know don't think Sheer is the best person for the job, and they wish he'd do this and wish he'd do that. But my sense is conservatives know it's their party brand that is their strength, and it's what they you know sticking together is the only way they're beating the Trudeau Liberals. And if you're in Alberta and you're a conservative-minded voter, you've just seen Rachel Notley and the NDP in power because the conservatives in that party were not united. In British Columbia, liberal, people who vote federally conservative in British Columbia know when they don't unite with other free marketers, you end up with John Horgan and the NDP. And my sense is that conservatives at the root, and they, they really get down to where we'll go, you know... I, I don't like Justin Trudeau more than I think I'm in favor of supply management or a flat tax, these, other, these ideas of Maxime Bernier. And remember, don't forget, the biggest sort of lump that you might cleave off from the Conservative Party of Canada would be social conservatives. And think back to that leadership race that Bernier lost. Uh, the social conservatives in there, Brad Trost, Pierre mm-hmm. Lemieux, when they dropped off the ballot, all of their support Went, went, to went, went to Andrew Shear. I want to just go back to something because it was part of the bombshell that was dropped, and you reference it sure. right off the top. Calling this party corruption, did he did he elaborate why he used the word corrupt? Essentially, because uh, they continue to engage in corporate welfare. They call themselves free marketers, and yet support the supply management dairy cartel. His, his, he, he thinks they're intellectually corrupt, right? So that mm-hmm. means to say that they're saying one thing and doing another. The problem with this is the current Conservative Party of Canada, their policies are pretty much indistinguishable from the party when it was in government under Stephen Harper, when a guy named Max Bernier was in the cabinet. For 10 years, Max was in government. And did he stand up then and call things corrupt? Did he yeah. stand up then you're and correct. on principle, I'm quitting? No. He didn't want to talk about that today, but my sense is he's going to have to talk about that and confront his silence for 10 years of a party that was doing all the things that he's now railing about. You know, David, you could almost feel this. We could feel it in the news and we could feel it. And certainly uh, in talk discussions I was having with people that there was an effort from some place in the conservative party to keep this going. That word diversity being parsed in, in a way that had some electricity here. Is it possible? You're saying you don't think it's that bad, but very correctly, you were talking about even 2% could be fatal to this party, never mind the whole energy that goes into cannibalism within a political party. Do you think it's possible this may rally conservatives? Can they win an election with this fight going on? 
I'm not going to rule it out. I think it's a little tougher, but I'm not going to rule it out. Right now, of course, all the cons- country's conservatives, or 3,000 of them anyway, are in Halifax with the policy mm-hmm. convention. Mm-hmm. And so Bernier is quitting on the eve of this policy convention. And, you know, ironically, I guess, Bernier has managed to certainly get the, his former caucus colleagues rallying around Sheer. And to the extent that now Bernier is out, and we will not have this you know, discussion is Bernier, Trina, Sandbag, Sheer, and party is mm-hmm. divided. The party may come out of this Halifax convention stronger and more united because Bernier quit. That's, I think, the paradox, whether that can sustain itself into wherever it's going. Now, one thing I will say, in the last three weeks, Bernier's Twitter feed has been filled with a lot of criticisms of uh, multiculturalism policy, mm-hmm. of our immigration reform, and already the 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 Tories yesterday, Michelle Rempel, the, the shadow minister for immigration, you know, she rolled out a plan to say a conservative government is going to be very tough on our borders. We are going to close the legal loophole that allows people from the United States to walk into our country, claim refugee status, be able to hang around here for any number of months before most of them get shipped back. The conservatives say we're going to close that legal loophole. They come across, they walk across the border and walk right back. Now that sort of policy, I think, neuters. Bernier's get tough on immigration stuff that he's been doing on Twitter. He's going to have to find another uh, rallying call. And remember, it's not going to be SOCON stuff. It's going to be all economic stuff. I don't know if his ideas are broad enough and if people will get so excited to get behind Bernier. Let me ask you, is there any sign of cases of champagne being carried into the liberal quarters in Ottawa today? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Now, yeah, now don't forget. The, the Trudeau cabinet, they're in Nanaimo, B.C. today, mm-hmm. right? They're, that's, they're just wrapping mm-hmm. up, that sort of thing. Um, there, there was a couple of liberals who were observers back in Halifax at the Conservative Convention. It, it, political parties, the general rule is when the other guy's having a bad day, you just stand back and don't get in the way. Mm-hmm. So today, a lot of liberals were like, uh, of course, rubbing their hands, trying not, to rub, trying not to rub them too quickly. But yes, I think the liberals want to see... You know, what's Max going to do? The question you asked at the beginning, what are his plans? What is he going to do? Is he going to actually try and field a slate of candidates? I talked to Daniel Smith, uh, you know, our colleague out in Calgary, of course, radio host at Global News at Calgary, now with uh, uh, formerly of the Wild Rose. And she made the good point that politics is about coalition building. And Max was being very, you know, pure and ideological. He has his own version of a small-c conservative political party, and if he wants to be successful and actually win some seats, you have to, you do have to trade. You have to make compromises. You have to build coalitions. And she wonders if he's the guy to do that. We'll see. He did do very well in the leadership race. Um, but she wonders if he could do it in time for 2019. I'm a little suspicious, and, and she's had experience doing this, and she thinks it's going to be pretty ambitious for him. David Aiken, on this crazy busy day, we really appreciate your time today. Thank- hey, happy to be with you, Arlene. No problem. David Aiken, Global News Chief Political Correspondent. There we get the political angle of how this happens. David doing a fantastic job there of laying out all the challenges of Maxime Bernier. We heard in our opening salvo here from listeners, most of them saying it's not going to be that easy. However, we have heard the riffs. We know that Maxime Bernier has a lot of ability to raise money, but so does Andrew Scheer, as as David Aiken just said. The coffers are full. The polls are close. I'm Marlene Bonin in for Alex Pearson right here on Global News Radio.